1: Into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with David Balestri. He's from Marketplace Invasion and he's also a business pastor with uh, Mark and Darlene Check, who pastor a church called Hope Unlimited at the Central Coast in Australia. And he's uh, got a great testimony. we're going to hear a bit of his story today. Welcome along mate Tell us a bit of your background Where were you born and raised
0: Thanks Matt great to be here. I'm uh, I'm fully imported. I was born in uh, Argentina so I'm South American but uh, immigrated when I was very young and really uh, grew up in Southwest Sydney uh, in a beautiful little suburb called Ingleburn so that's that's where I grew up.
1: Okay and tell us a bit of your story what, what did you have like a religious upbringing? Um, uh, uh, half and half. Mum was,
0: mum was a God lover, really godly woman and a uh, great career warrior. Dad, uh, dad wasn't convinced. <laughs> so he, he really didn't, didn't really go to church and, uh, probably was a little upset that mum, mum was into it and that she, uh, she brought us as in kids into Sunday school and that sort of experience. But, um, Probably, you know, in my early teens, that that sort of church attendance or that sort of thing dissipated for me, and uh, I uh, I kind of probably lost my way a little bit as a, as a teenager. So yeah, a bit of a mixture there.
1: And tell us about your uh, faith journey. How did you come to Christ? Yeah, yeah, that's really
0: true. Ch- I mean, at seventeen, I uh, I started dating a, a young girl, and uh, she broached a discussion with me um about faith only because she herself was uh she was a Mormon actually and um and it got me got me inquisitive about you know uh, what she believed and and uh, what I believed you know I probably thought I was a some Christian of some sort even though I knew I wasn't really you know church and and even the god God situation was a bit scary for me i I'd been a bad boy as a teenager and wasn't really sure. Uh, I knew, always knew God was real, Matt. I just wasn't sure if God was kind (laughs) and uh, if he had room for a a bit of a rat bag like me. So that that began a bit of a journey of discovery there. And my mother wisely, uh, as I broached the subject with her, uh, encouraged me to read the Gospel of John so we could have a conversation, an adult conversation about faith. And funny enough, um, as I'm reading the book of John, uh, that that was uh, when really for me um, things changed, uh, particularly when you get to that part in the book of John where Jesus rescues the woman caught in the act of adultery. That, for some reason, Matt, we know what it is, but the Spirit of God just awakened my heart, and I wanted that same forgiveness and that same encounter with Jesus as she had, and so I... They came to Christ really reading the Word of God, believe it or not.
1: Fantastic, mate. And was there a big change yeah. in your life? It was huge. It was huge. I mean, I, I'm
0: sure that I had had several failed attempts to try and um, <laughs> be a better person and be a good guy, uh, but that always lasted about a week and then I would return to my old ways. But when this happened, I knew something had changed because even on the inside, even some of my appetites and... And some of the things that were, you know, real bondages to me really fell off as I, I was captured by the love of God. So yeah, I, I knew something had happened dramatic uh, that would break great change.
1: And tell us a bit a bit about your career. Like, what did you do when you finished school? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, well, interestingly, I'm. I mean, I'm a kidpreneur, which means that I started my first business when I was about ten. It was a car wash business with some friends, but uh, I really took the business uh, very young and and stayed in business um, right throughout my teenage years. I didn't even finish school. I, I left school at just after, well, just when I turned 14, year nine. So no school certificate, no HSC, and uh, was just part of my, my family's business. We were in hospitality. Uh, but by the time I was like 18, I was up to business number three, and then um, continued to operate in hospitality. We transitioned into pet grooming, my, my wife, she was a pet groomer, so we built some salons. And, um, and then I spectacularly blew up a business in my late 20s, which I think um, did a great, <laughs> a great issue to my ego. And uh, so I, I kind of sulked a little bit, gave up on business, and went and worked in corporate life for a multinational for five or six years. Yeah, and then in my mid-30s, got the promotion of a lifetime within this multinational company, but felt God speak to me to not take the promotion and to actually quit, resign and um, lean into uh, the consulting and some of the uh, business mentorship that I I do now as uh, part of my world, uh, which was a dramatic change. But I thank God for that. That was 15 years ago now.
1: Wow, there you go. And for those who don't know about Marketplace Invasion, tell us all about it.
0: Yeah, so... um, Really, Marketplace Invasion is part of my consultancy uh, company, which I mentor and coach, business coach, and, and uh, spiritually coach uh, CEOs, Christian CEOs and Christian entrepreneurs and uh, Marketplace champions. And uh, you know, by the grace of God, I do that now to a global clientele. So I've got uh, my private clients all over the world, Europe, America, uh, New Zealand, and Australia and um that's really part of the marketplace invasion is uh my expression of advocacy that uh, everybody in the body of christ is how i'd say it everybody in the body of christ in ministry uh about three percent of us are in congregational ministry a professional pastor youth leader you know worship leader paid by the church and the other 97 percent of us are just as in ministry. It's just that our sphere of ministry is different. It's usually a job or a, or a business or some other space within the marketplace. And so marketplace invasion is really how I, uh, the advocacy of that, how I train people specifically in that. And uh, yeah, that's that's what that's about.
1: And you've also got a role as business pastor with uh, yeah. Mark and Darlene Check at uh, Hope yeah. Unlimited at the Central Coast. Tell us about that role. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, so I'm a bivocational minister by design. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, I mean, we've got a staff holding, of, you know, a very significant staff holding at Hope the Church. We're a multi-campus church. And so I don't need to be bivocational uh, on the basis of income, uh, but I, I choose it. Well, I, I believe God strategically uh, led me to do, to stay bivocational. As a matter of fact, my senior pastor, Pastor Mark Cech is also bivocational. He runs a global media company and is also the senior pastor of the church. So uh, my role there is we've got about, ooh, you know, maybe a couple of hundred business people in our church business families. And one of my roles is their pastoral care, the uh, uh, nurture, the training, the, the dynamic equipping of them in their ministry roles as, as business people and marketplace champions. And uh, and then I'm also an elder in the church, and uh, and the business manager. So I take care of the finances and the business operations of the church. So yeah, it's a it's a good good job, good good role for me.
1: And uh, for those who uh, might recognize the name Darlene Check, you know, of course, she's a, yes. a well-known worship leader. And, uh, you know, the song yeah. Shout to the Lord, one of the most popular That's Christian it. songs ever. <laughs> you know. do, you, do you sing that around her occasionally when you walk around? <laughs> uh, one,
0: one I, I, I joked with her uh, a couple of years ago, she sang it. It was, uh, I think it was an anniversary thing or something on stage. And I was doing the announcements straight after the song and, a, a, after the announcements they went into a little bit of a reprise and so I was on the stage as she was singing it and I joked to her later and I said, that's it, uh, my, my dreams come true. I've sung <laughs> Shout to the Lord <laughs> with darling." Check.
1: <Jack>. Well, <laughs> oh, cool. there's a little bit of history there for me too. I, I've been doing oh. History Makers for 15 years now wow. and wow. she was one of my first ever interviews uh, when oh. I oh. when oh. I first started and we actually released a book um, with some of those oh. early interviews, and w- and one of her one of the chapters was her testimony, and uh, you yeah, know right. certainly amazing oh. woman of God, and and, and Mark as well, yep. uh, with he their is. influence around the world, uh, you know what a, yeah. what a wonderful couple to work for. Now let's oh, talk you. a bit about business ministry. So, before yep. I was a pastor, I was a sales yep. manager at a Christian radio station, and right. I started out just wanted to make money and get budget, you know, and yep. 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 then I remember doing a Crown Financial Ministry course. Yeah, I remember those. I think it was called "Doing Business God's Way" or something like that. Yeah, and um, yep. and they talked about how your purpose in business yep. is to glorify yep. God, and That's right. your function is to make money. You know, I, I thought, well, I should really be glorifying my God, my in in my job mm. in what I do. You know, yep. and so yep. we started yep. praying for our clients. We started witnessing to our mm. clients. We started, mm. you know, uh, ministering to our clients and all of a sudden yep. we were getting our budgets easily <laughs> because we were seeking first the kingdom of God yeah and it really yep. changed the way I thought about my work life at the time right and then I remember right. reading Anointed for Business by Ed Silvoso yeah. it changed my Great life. Cool. And so Great whenever cool. I talk to people in business these days, I have a different uh, paradigm yes. about the way right. that they should be functioning in business. Um, would you just yep. speak into that for and like how do you coach people yeah. in-, in business? I think, the, you know, one of the big
0: things that, that you've got to start with is um, you've got to break down the sacred, secular divide that lives inside the minds of many, unfortunately, many believers this day, which is that there's this prejudice that says, well, Sunday is my spiritual life, but Monday is my secular life, you know, and Never the twain shall meet, um, and it's it's you know no one would say it like that, but it's definitely a paradigm that people carry. And the reality is, you know, there's no such thing biblically as secularism in the sense that secular means where God is not. And uh, I would say that God is as present in your office on Monday as He is in the worship service on Sunday. Amen. Uh, now, now you you know it's just a different sphere, and um, and so. You know as a believer, the totality of our life is ministry, not and spiritual, not just when we pray or when we read the word. when we when we serve a customer with great care and compassion and excellence, we're actually being spiritual. when we when we make profit and and everybody wins in the transaction, we're being spiritual. And so really, Matt, one of the big paradigms that needs to collapse is that somehow, uh, we live in these two realms, my secular life and my spiritual life. That's really one of the big things that I'm breaking down for most of the CEOs or the entrepreneurs or the you know, workplace leaders in the coaching, really getting them to bring everything that they do as worship and as ministry before the Lord. And so therefore, the Holy Spirit has his way and, and they're led by the Spirit as much you know, when they're in the boardroom as when they're in the prayer room. <laughs> That's probably one of the uh, one of the, the cliches there.
1: Absolutely. And I love the fact that you get to coach business people yeah. because, like, I've had coaches and consultants uh, in my church yeah. over the years and it's just nice yeah. to have someone from outside yeah. of your world to step into your world right. and do right. a bit of a diagnosis and look around and go, all right, well, here's my advice yeah. to you, you know, um, because yeah. we, we, we all need a bit of coaching, don't we, eh? <laughs>
0: We we do. I think we're all so so close to our own thing that sometimes we we can't see the you know the the trees for the woods.
1: And when it comes to yeah. to finances, you know, a yeah. lot of uh, Christian Christian business people uh, are very generous. Uh, uh, yes. You, you yeah. and I met at the uh, Kingdom Business uh, Summit yeah. at uh, Summit, with, yeah. with Wes Hone in in Brisbane, and there was a guy there who was a mango farmer, uh, Mitchell yeah. Curtis, who, who shared there something right. inspirational. He said. Uh, he said, God just told me years ago, I'm a kingdom investor and I've just got to invest in the kingdom wherever I can see something that multiplies. Um,
0: Yeah, I think he said uh, his job is to get the... Pipeline to the front line. <laughs> the pipeline of resources to the front line of mission. Yeah, that's inspiring. right. That's very right.
1: Yeah. And and when you're talking about finances, a lot of business people, you know, obviously very wealthy and doing well. What's yeah. your advice to people about how to handle their finances when yep. it comes to things like generosity and where do you sow yeah. seeds, all that kind of thing? What do what, what yep. you, what are you speak, speak into that area?
0: Yeah, you've really got to start with Matthew 6. Uh, you know, Jesus puts the contrast of the people that are outside uh, that don't know him, they, they, they're they obsessed with, you know, what do we eat? What do we wear? Where do we go? You know, they just get obsessed because, of course, they're entrapped or ensnared by the, the allurement that somehow finances and wealth are going to supply to them everything that really they need to find in God first. And uh, Jesus makes the contrast and he says, you know, it will not be so for you, but as sons and daughters of the kingdom... Seek first, uh, you know, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. I think the first thing is the kingdom is always first priority, not your own, not not your own, you know, life, your own, you know, what what you need. Uh, You put the kingdom first. Uh, Secondly, the finances, the money in in a New Testament sense, uh, the money's not yours. Uh, Your money's not yours. Your life isn't yours. Your business isn't yours. Everything belongs to God. The moment we come into the kingdom, we are dead and our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Jesus said those who would try and uh, save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life will gain it. And uh, so the money's not yours. We, I don't own anything. I'm a steward. Uh, once you come into the kingdom, ownership is no longer a viability for you. Therefore, our finances are not something that I own and then I decide what to do. Uh, they're under the command of the king. And I think when you get that revelation, Matt, the thought of generosity and how much do I give and what do I give to really becomes then a dynamic relationship with Holy Spirit saying, Holy Spirit, I'm a steward of your wealth. And uh, how do you want me to administrate this? Uh, What do I keep? What do I give? Uh, How do I serve? And I think that the moment that happens, Matt, that really is the deliverance of men and women uh, from the spirit of mammon, which the spirit of mammon is just a spirit that deceives the believer to trust in their, their finances to do what only God can do, to give them peace, to give them security, to give them a sense of grace or a sense of empowerment. Uh, only God can do those things. So you've got to get the money right and you've got to get your heart right in the midst of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely awesome. Well, we're chatting with David Balestri from Marketplace Invasion. If you want to find out more, the the website is marketplaceinvasion.com.au. And uh, David uh, is uh, not only a coach but a a speaker and uh, influences people all around the world. Uh, And uh, it's just such a a privilege to be able to catch up with you today, David. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history.